Mindfulness Mode. Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome to the show. This is Bruce Langford helping you reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. I'm starting the show today with a shout out to Monica. Monica is a listener who sent me the suggestion for today's show topic. And as a result, I'm sending her a mindfulness mode mug. So Monica, thank you for being a a listener and thanks for reaching out to me. And all of you who are listening right now, you can reach out Bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. So I'd love to hear from you. I'm sending her a mindfulness mode mug. And in her email, she said this, she said, congratulations as your podcast is still strong and getting better every day. Here's an idea. And her idea was this, how to improve broken relationships with mindfulness or even hypnosis. Because, of course, she knows that I'm a trained hypnotist and I help people with their relationships through hypnosis. Well, she said it's been more than five years on and off. And she's, I'm not going to read every detail of her, her letter because I want it to uh, remain confidential. But um, she said that she ends up in upsetting arguments and it's affecting relationships. And she said she's talking about family and how they're having trouble agreeing and so on. And she said, we've tried to tolerate each other and she still wants to resolve the issues, but they never get too far or too long. And she said, it makes me feel quite sad. And I would love to resolve our issues forever. Anyway, that is a subject that I believe many of your listeners might benefit from. So thanks again, Monica, for sending me this suggestion, because I agree, it's a great suggestion for a podcast episode. And today, I am just sharing my thoughts and ideas about mindfulness and relationships. So having interviewed over 600 guests for Mindfulness Mode, I've certainly gained a lot of expertise on how mindfulness can help so many different aspects of your life. Now, I don't consider myself a relationship expert specifically. I haven't studied relationships. I don't work specifically in that field. But I do know that mindfulness can make a huge difference when interacting with people and when building and growing relationships. I I will tell you this, this little aside, that thinking way back, I remember... My first wife in our first marriage, I remember she became very, very angry with me and and she took off her ring. She dropped it in my shirt pocket and then she proceeded to tell me in no uncertain terms what I could do and where I could go. And it was it was not a pleasant time. It was not a it's not a pleasant memory. But thinking back, if I had known then what I know now, I would have handled the situation completely differently. I, I would have, well, first of all, all of the events that led up to that emotional explosion would have been different because I would have used my mindfulness skills to be better connected so that, so that she would know that I had no intention of being a schmuck I had no intention of upsetting her that way. 
And she probably had no intention of this happening either because we had a lot of very close times and we really connected in a lot of ways. But in spite of that memory, the marriage was mostly positive and there were very few disagreements. Now, the reason the marriage ended was not because we didn't get along. It was for other reasons. I've now been married over 20 years to an amazing woman and the mother of our son. She's she's just outstanding. She just recently had her birthday and it's been such a such a gift to have her in my life. I can't even express what a wonderful wonderful person she is and how being with her just makes my life amazing. She's taught me a lot about relationships and so is my son as a matter of fact. He, you know, you might not think that your children can teach you a lot about relationships and a lot about mindfulness, but I have certainly learned a lot by just being a father and listening and and noticing some of the things that he's he said to me mindfulness definitely has taken a central role in in relationships in my life and what i've learned about how to make them work so thinking about this episode today seven really important points just popped into my head about how to use mindfulness to improve broken relationships, how to transform your broken relationships through mindfulness. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, you can apply it to any relationships that you are experiencing, any relationships you have in your life. The first point that I want to share with you is one that you've probably heard other places, but I can't overemphasize it. Number one, believe in you. Believe in who you are. You are enough. You are a gift. You're meant to be here. You're a talented, valuable individual. And a lot of times we forget that if we don't feel good about ourselves, if we don't feel good about who we are, as a person, then relationships are going to suffer because you have to start with you. You have to start with truly deep down in your inner core believing that you are a good person, that you have great things to offer, that you, like I said before, you are enough. And you know, sometimes we have to really take that thought and meditate on it. Take that thought and think deeply about it. You know, what kind of things am I truly thinking about myself? You know, it's one thing to, uh, you know, not accept others and to uh, be critical of others and, uh, you know, just not be very... Um, reasonable and fair at how you accept other individuals. But if you listen to your inner dialogue, you listen to your inner bully, I call it. If you listen to that voice and you notice that you are saying things like, oh, I'm such an idiot, you know, or you go to do something and you say, oh, 
I'm so stupid. Or, you know, if you notice your inner dialogue and you're hearing those kinds of messages, then it's really important that you go back to the drawing board and you start to think, hey, I need to believe in me in order for my life to improve, in order for my relationships with other people to improve. So just believe that you are here for a reason and you have extremely great things to share with the world. So that's number one, believe in you. Number two, listen. It's all about listen. Listen with your whole self. Now, a very long time ago, somebody said to me, Something about, you know, you're really not a very good listener. And that really hit me. i like, really? You have that perception that I'm not a very good listener? Well, I want to change that. And that was a like years ago. And so I started to really notice how I was interacting with other people and trying to step up my listening game. And being a podcaster and interviewing over 600 guests, I can tell you, I really believe that I've improved my listening skills because I think that's what makes you a good interviewer and a good podcaster. You know, when you're doing interviews, I think it's vital to be a great listener. So listen with your whole self. Listen with your eyes. You know, when you're talking to somebody, be aware where are your eyes? Are you looking off to the side a lot of the time? Are, you, are your eyes like all over the place? You know, listen uh, to the other person and be aware of your eyes, but all of your body language, you know, because you can be listening but sending another message to that person that maybe that message is saying, oh, I've got other things on my mind. I've got other things that are more important that I'm thinking about right now. And we send those messages through our body language. So when you're, when you're listening to somebody, listen and be prepared to repeat things back to them. So what you're saying is, so what I hear from you is, so, oh, okay, so what you just said, that, that resonates me be, with me because, and, you know, repeat some of the things back to them that they're saying. And you can use some of these techniques and practice every day at improving your listening skills. So do that with the people that you want to improve your relationships with. Make sure that you're sending them the message that you really, truly care, that you really want to know what they're sharing with you. Because if they're sharing something with you, they're telling you something, it's important to them. So that's number two, listen with your whole self. Now, speaking of listening, I just want to tell you something. I'm just going to uh, tell you something about a speaking engagement that I've got coming up, and, and it's about story. And, you know, people are usually telling you things about their stories. Their stories are who they are and what's happening. Well, this is an event coming up called Tell Your Stories. So I want to ask you a question. Have you ever had the experience of watching a really powerful film and then being able to recall the story again and again, even years later? 
Well, that's the power of story, and it, it sort of gets into your very DNA, and it goes wherever you go. In fact, stories are so powerful that they're remembered 22 times more than facts and data alone. If you're in business, the thing is, if you tell your story, your authentic, genuine story, well, that can have a lasting impression on your potential clients. And here's the thing. My friend Elizabeth Johnston, she's a literary prof at the university, well, it's the University of Concordia, Concordia University in Montreal. She's an online teacher. She's a real expert when it comes to story. As a matter of fact, she's known as the story expert, and she's hosting a transformational online retreat that will will unearth more stories from you than you can imagine. During this three-day event, you'll learn about why story is important. You'll learn the power of story circles, how to connect story to your business, and so much more. And uh, it's not just a workshop where you'll get things done. It's also a retreat where you will recharge your creativity batteries. So consider signing up for this this retreat. I think that you'll really enjoy it, and it is online, so you don't have to fly there to Montreal. Um, It will help you in your business, whatever your business is. Here's the link to register for this event. Like I said, it's called Tell Your Story. So the link is mindfulnessmode.com slash tellyourstories. Check it out. It's on March 3rd to the 5th. So make room in your business to to do this training so that you can actually make a real difference with your potential clients. And uh, again, the link is mindfulnessmode.com slash tellyourstories. So back to these seven important points about transforming your relationships using mindfulness. The first one is believe in you. You are enough. The second one is listen. Listen with your whole self. And the third one is be a giver. Give 100%. And, you know, I when I got married, I remember people saying, well, you know, it's important in a marriage that each of you gives 50-50. You know, you each have to give 50%. I've heard that said. And after I was in the marriage for a while, I thought, you know, that's not really quite accurate in my opinion. In my opinion, you have to give 100% yourself and then a bit more. You always have to feel like you're really giving all you possibly can and then a little bit more. So in my mind, and I think about it this way, I think I want to give 100%, 110%. I want to give 110% because that's how important my my marriage is. That's how important my relationship is with my wife. I really value it. I really want it to remain strong. And so I know that I need to be aware of how much I am giving. And I think the other person has to give a lot too. The other person has to give 110%. But that's not for me to judge. That's how I look at it. Because I think that if you really truly understand mindfulness, I think you understand that it's practicing not being critical of other people 
practicing not being judgmental of other people. Just thinking about, you know, how can how can I live in the moment and be happy and content? And I can if I focus on the moment. But I think giving is what feeds us. You know, have you ever noticed that if you're going through a time in your life where you're sort of down or you're discouraged or things aren't going that great, if you do something for someone else, it just perks you up. You feel so much better. It's just an awesome feeling. And a lot of times, you know, it's not about other people knowing what you've done for that person. It's not about doing something for somebody and then going on social media and saying, well, by the way, you know, I went to the soup kitchen today and I did some work there, whatever. No, it's within you. It's within you to understand that being a giver is what feeds us. And that's what what I truly believe. I think if you have that mindset, that giving mindset, then it will help you to be better in your relationships. So number four is about forgiveness. And forgiveness is a huge topic. But the bottom line is, if you're not able to forgive people for things, you probably are not able to forgive yourself for some of the things you've done in life. And if you are not able to forgive yourself, that goes back to that first point I made about believing in you and loving yourself and and so on. So you must, I think, start to work on forgiveness. And forgiveness is something that you can work on you know, for a long time. But forgiveness is very important in life and it's important with relationships. And I think we traditionally think that forgiving is for the other person. It's for the benefit of the other person. And as I've learned more and more about forgiveness, I don't think that way anymore. I believe that forgiveness will help me if I truly 100% honestly forgive the other person, then that is me giving myself a gift. I have let go of something. And letting go is one of the things that can really help us in our life, learning how to let go of the things that are baggage or the things that are bothering us. But the big question is, but how do you let go? Well, you let go by forgiving. So if you're able to forgive others, then consider how you can forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for things that you're holding on to. So I think forgiveness is huge. Number five, view others with compassion. View others with compassion. And that's one of my mantras, is thinking of everyone and everything with compassion. I see everyone and everything with compassion. And if I practice doing that, 
I feel so much better about life. I feel so much better about situations. I feel so much better about, I mean, even the little things like, I was running yesterday because I, I run an hour a day and uh, I was running and, and somebody had parked a car right where it shouldn't have been, right across the sidewalk. So I needed to go across the street because that car was blocking the way. And my first, I, I noticed in my mind, my first reaction was a little bit of anger a little bit of kind of like oh get your car why is your car right there why did you park right in the way so uh, so people couldn't use the sidewalk and then i thought you know how about showing a little compassion showing a little compassion i don't know who that person is why they park there i don't know their story it could be anything that story could be anything it's not for me to be critical of that person. And if I am, it brings a little anger. It brings in a little negativity. It brings in just some feelings that aren't positive. And and so because I've been really working on this, I immediately thought, you know what? I'm just going to think of that person in that car with compassion, which is just flipping the whole thing. So that's just a, a small example. Now, that's number five, view, view others, view people with compassion. Number six is about honesty. And I think honesty is a huge topic as well. I think that honesty actually starts with ourselves. But I know that in my life, a lot of times, I've thought, you know, honesty is so important. When, when we had our son, I wanted to teach him about honesty. I thought honesty is an attribute that I think is very important to learn early on. So I wanted him to learn about honesty. But back then, I think I thought more about honesty as honesty, honesty, you know, outwardly. You know, am I being honest with other people? But in fact, and I think that's very true, very important to be honest with other people. But in fact, I I started to realize that being honest with myself is where it all starts. Am I able to make a commitment to myself and keep it? Can I say to myself, uh, like it could be something very simple, like, I am going to practice the piano for 30 minutes today. I'm making that commitment this morning. And then things happen and I get busy doing this and that and, and you know, recording my podcast or doing whatever. And then the end of the day comes and I didn't do that. I didn't keep that commitment. Well, to me, that's related to honesty self-honesty. And I think once you start to understand that, that you... You need to value the commitments you make to yourself. And if you make a commitment to yourself and you promise yourself something, stick to it and be honest that way and then be honest with others. So if you say something to other people, 
just check in your mind, is that really honest? Am I being completely honest? I think honesty is quite an interesting topic to delve into, but I think honesty in relationships is very important, and honesty with yourself will help your relationships to be even better and stronger. And the last one is practice gratitude. And I think gratitude is incredibly important. And I think it, if you're practicing gratitude in your own life, I just think that your relationships will be stronger and your relationships will transform. And, you know, remind yourself that you're grateful for your life. A lot of people talk about having a gratitude journal, and I absolutely think that's a very, very good thing to do. So just make a commitment to yourself. Every morning when I wake up, I will think of five things to be grateful for. Now, the thing is, you have to do this in such a way that it's not kind of like surfacy. It's not just, oh yeah, I got to do my five my five gratitudes and you sort of jot it down. I'm, I'm grateful for my car so I can drive to work. I'm grateful for my wife. And you know, Yes, those things can be, you know, things that you're truly grateful for, but you have to have this feeling that, hey, you know, this is really important to my inner psyche. This is really important that I have this in my subconscious as well as my conscious mind, that I'm truly grateful for my life in so many ways. And I think that I'll, you know, if you're listening to this podcast today, you probably have a lot to be grateful for. And I have really felt a lot of uh, feelings of empathy for those of you who are are living in places in the world right now where there are all these challenges of, you know, uh, power outages and water not being available and, and some of the basic necessities of life not being available and, and weather that you just have never experienced or experienced very little of and it's just completely throwing a monkey wrench into your life. I just feel for you. I really do. Absolutely. But still think about what you have to be grateful for. Still think of that because I think practicing gratitude and making it a real, real meaningful part of your life will improve your relationships. So once again, just to review those seven important points about how mindfulness can transform broken relationships. Number one, believe in you. Really, truly believe that you are a gift. Believe in you. Number two, listen. Listen with your whole self. Number three, be a giver. Believe in the power of giving. Number four, forgive. Understand that forgiveness is something that will be a gift to you. It will help you in your life immensely, as well as just, it's just a a very important and very powerful aspect of your life to learn how to forgive. Number five, view others with compassion. 
view others with compassion. Think of, you know, how compassionate are you with someone you really, truly love? Well, then apply that to somebody that maybe you don't have those same feelings for, you know, and think, well, how could I apply those same feelings? And number six, honesty. Be honest with others. Be honest with yourself. When you make a commitment, stick with it and be honest about all of those things that sometimes you maybe trick yourself or you negotiate with yourself and maybe you've made a, a commitment and then you you didn't keep that commitment. Is that really honest to do that? Number seven, practice gratitude. I am so grateful that you are listening. I am I Bruce Langford right here right now am so grateful for my mindfulness mode listeners for mindful tribe. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that I have this microphone here that I can record this podcast and share some of the things that I believe and that I've learned about mindfulness with you. That's part of my gratitude. And I can tell you, if I had known these seven mindfulness tips about relationships way back when, well, my ex-wife would never have dropped her ring in my shirt pocket because we wouldn't have gotten to that point and my life would have been very different. But it's not too late for you to make a difference with your relationships and start practicing these tips every day. So there are those tips for you, Monica. I hope it helps you, and I hope it helps you, Mindful Tribe, whoever you are. So now, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Oh, and uh, don't forget, I would love to have an opportunity to help you through hypnosis. And, you know, you might be thinking, oh, hypnosis is something I saw on the stage one time, and it's just kind of like bells and whistles to kind of uh, create this sort of interesting thing in in entertainment. But no, if you're stuck, if you have been trying to lose weight, or you've been trying to quit smoking, or you can't understand why you're not creating, or you can't understand why you're stuck in your business, well... There are reasons for that. And through hypnosis, you can be helped. And I would be so glad to be the person to work with you and help help you with that. And I have a a beta program where I'm offering 50% off. And so, you know, connect with me. Send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. We'll jump on a call. We'll talk about how we can make this happen. And I can help you through hypnosis, just like I have with my client that I've just recently finished up with. And he is so ecstatic. Uh, His name is Floyd. He is one of my Mindful Tribe listeners. So I shout out to you, Floyd, if you're listening. Thank you so much for your endorsement. I know that it's helped you so much. And I'm just so grateful to have been able to work with you. And Mindful Tribe, if you're kind of sitting on the fence thinking, well, maybe this could help me. uh, Well, yeah, reach out. Bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. I'd love to hear from you. So again, like I said, take what we've learned today to reach new heights 
of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.